are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. It's over. We will talk about your finale of The Bachelor last night. We're also going to put an end to the Barstool Rhea stuff. I don't understand why people are getting so bent out of shape about this. Mind-boggling. We're going to talk a little bit about Charity. Had some pictures and videos from her one-on-one date yesterday. We got a preview a little bit of what happens on night one. They've done this before, but it's been a long time since they did it. And we're going to cover a couple of other things. And we will get to that momentarily. As you know, this podcast brought to you by Microdose.com. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to Microdose.com and use code REALITYSTEVE for 30% off your first order to get free shipping. Links can be found in the show description anywhere you listen to your podcast. You don't have to memorize it, but again, this one is pretty easy. Microdose.com. Promo code REALITYSTEVE gets you 30% off your first order and free shipping. All right, let's get started. Um, not much to say. Right again. And I think I think the biggest thing for me this season where I, I'm just like, and, and, and I say this going forward, whether it's charity season and the next Bachelor season and whatever, I, I just don't want to hear from the other places. Don't send me anything from Instagram accounts that listen to Gabby's friend's mother to get their spoilers. Don't send me anything from the TikTok gossip monger who says that Zach and Katie are on the rocks. You know, it's just like these people don't know anything. They're just guessing. They don't have any sort of track record of getting any shit right. So there's no point. Just all I'm saying, don't send it to me. I don't need to talk about them. I don't care what they have to say about anything. I deal with my spoilers. I deal with my sources and whatever they tell me. I do not run with anything that I get from any other site that's told to me or sent to me. What about this? What about this? Just let it go. It's it's old news. I think you know where to get your spoilers from. Now, I think one thing with this Barstool Rhea thing that I'm just having a hard time comprehending is... Everybody is now tweeting at me after last night, everybody, but obviously a lot of tweets coming my way about, oh, she was just kidding. Oh, I love this Reality Steve Barstool Rhea beef. There's no beef whatsoever, whatsoever. If having beef is offering an opinion and actually giving advice, then God, I must have beef with everybody because that's all I did. And especially after last night, now, this whole thing about, oh, Rhea was just joking. Uh, no, she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't joking. The whole point was, if that thing would have ended up being right, if whatever spoiler she was told that Zach had broken up with Katie and was with Jess, which I knew wasn't right, but if it had been right, do you think she would have been playing it off as like, oh, I was just joking, I you know, whatever. No, she would have been jumping up and down saying, I had the spoiler, you know? So that's what I'm saying. My thing with Rhea is this. My guess is she's never going to do this again. And that's all that matters. Period. End of story. If next season she does the same exact thing and gives wrong information, and the following season she keep, and she keeps doing this over and over and over and over again and keeps telling people, hey, I heard this, but I have no idea if it's true or not, but here it is, then I would say there's an issue there. 
But I think she learned her lesson. And it was what I said on Friday. I was just like, it's just a rookie mistake. It doesn't sound like she's ever had any inside information. She got something that was she thought was juicy, didn't really know how to handle it, then finally went live with it on Friday, and ended up being wrong. But if she, if she stops and never does it again, then it's no big deal. That's why I say there's no beef here. I don't care. I knew it was wrong from the second she released it. It never made any sense. I knew it was wrong. Most of you knew it was wrong. I don't think it I don't think it really stirred up anything in Bachelor Nation to where it was like, oh my God, everyone was starting to believe this. You put two and two together, there was no way that made sense in any way, shape, or form that he had broken up with Katie already and gone to Jess, his ninth place finisher. It, it, it made no sense. But there's no beef there. All I was doing was giving my advice. Like, hey, here you go. This is what you should do. You should never do that. You should never say, oh, I heard something. I have no idea if it's true or not, but I'll just throw it out there for people. Oh, my God. If I did that, you guys would crucify me. Like, till no end. Hell, you have a field day if I get one thing wrong. You know? So, trust me. Uh, let's just Let's just have some consistency when people report things wrong. You know? February 6th, the day before, or actually the day of, of, uh, of Katie's one-on-one date. Uh, that morning is when I said Zach was engaged to Katie. For two months, I was told by other people, you have no idea what you're talking about, and when you do release a spoiler, we already know what the spoiler is. Oh, you do? Oh, okay. Well, at least you don't need me then. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just keep on doing what you're doing. And um, I'll just keep being right. And you can keep listening to people who listen to family friends of mothers of Gabby's friends. Okay. Um, But moving on. We're done with this season. We are already moving on to charity season. That's it. We're going to talk about last night's episode in a little bit. But I want to talk about charity first. Yesterday was the beginning of episode number three for charity. She had a one-on-one date with Brandon. Br- I was gonna say Brandon, Braden Bowers in San Diego at Petco Park. If you saw my tweets, you saw my Instagram stories. I put the videos and pictures out there. Plenty of them to look at of her and Braden at Petco Park. They got to play with golden retrievers. They got to have a picnic, drink champagne. I believe the night portion, uh, the dinner date portion, was at Petco Park as well. We know tomorrow's date is also down in the San Diego area. It's going to be a group date in Oceanside. Some people have signed up for that. There's probably going to be stuff that gets out. We'll find out who's on the date and whatnot. But it's probably going to be a big date because it looks like the fact that they started episode three with a one-on-one date, just like they did for Zach's season, assuming they keep the same idea, which is everybody gets a date early on and there's nobody that sits out probably going to be about 12 to 14 guys on today's date. And then tomorrow would be a one-on-one and then rose ceremony Thursday. And then they are gone. I'm assuming out of California because episode three, they usually leave after that for travel. So charity one-on-one date yesterday. Um, you can see the pictures and videos on my Twitter feed on my, um, Instagram stories, 
and I'll put them in today's column as well, where I'll just take my uh, tweets and embed them into today's column. And then one thing we got from last night, which was the very end of the After the Final Rose, they showed us a quote-unquote sneak peek from night one of charity season. Jesse comes up to her and says, one of the guys you already know, I knew it was the brother. Not not before last night. I didn't know or else I would have told you. But with the way Jesse was setting it up, I knew they were going to bring out Nehemiah because he was such a star on the her hometown date. And he has such a distinct look that there's no way you could have put him in with the rest of the men because the rest of the men would have probably seen him on some of the episodes, on the, on the hometown date episode. So you couldn't just have him go in there and pretend he was one of the suitors and actually just do spy work. The last time they did this was actually Jesse's season. Jesse had a female friend that showed up on the first night and she just hung out with all the women and all the women thought she was they were competing, she was competing for Jesse when it was actually Jesse's friend. I think that was the last time they did this. So it's been a long time and I've always wondered if they were ever going to do it again. They're doing it with her brother, but we saw this costume that he put on with the afro and the mustache and the hat I almost think his costume is too cartoonish, and I don't know what happened on night one just yet, but the costume is almost too cartoonish to where, are we thinking that Nehemiah is going in as competing for her? Obviously, as a guy, you know, make up a name, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm here for, you know, charity, and I, I don't know. I think the, I think the costume is too cartoonish, and if none of the guys pick up on this, Boy, they're dumb. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Jeez, I'm the hiccups. Um, boy, are they dumb if they don't pick up on the fact that that is somebody who could be playing a role. Maybe they don't recognize it as Nehemiah, her brother. But considering he's dressed unlike everybody else that's there, are they going to think? I, I mean, I, I got to see how it plays out. Are they making him like he's a worker, like he's part of the crew? I hope he's not being brought in and dressed like that as try to be one of the guys and they're trying to just use him as a spy that way and he's actually competing for charity, but all the while just doing spy work and listening to what the guys are saying. Because that just, I, there's no way. That would just be dumb. I like the way they did it on Jesse's season because his friend fit in with all the other women. They wouldn't know who Jesse Palmer's female friend was. And she would just go back to Jesse and report any new information that she heard, things that the women were talking about, all that kind of stuff. This looks a little hokey, and I think the costume is going to give it away. It's too cartoonish, but that's what we got from night one. So now we know what they do on uh, on night one with Nehemiah, her brother. All right, there isn't a ton to break down on last night's episode because it went exactly how we would expect. However, obviously, a very, very horrible breakup uh, with with Gabby and then the after the final rose. It was tough to watch, for sure. But I will say this. There's only so much. Like, when Ariel came out first, when he started the show with Ariel and two segments, so one segment with just Ariel and then they bring Zach out, you know, Zach said what he could. I don't know if Ariel really is has forgiven him. Maybe she hasn't. But the, all Zach could do is what he said, 
which was, I'm sorry, I really, I, I screwed it up. I should have told you. I should have said something earlier. You shouldn't have found out when it aired. That's all he can say at that point. Ariel held, you know, handled herself perfectly. She asked the right questions. She didn't break down. It's like she memorized everything that she was going to say. She got it all out. I thought she was excellent last night. And, you know, Zach could only do what he could do, which was apologize. He didn't try to fight it, nor should he have because he would have looked really bad. Ariel just telling him, look, you had every opportunity to tell me, and you didn't. And he apologized, and he regretted it. And that's what he should have done. That's just the way it went down. Now, moving on to Gabby. We all found out for the first time last night that Gabby had no idea that Zach had mentioned her and essentially outed their sex until she watched the episode. And that was tough to watch because I think Gabby, and look, I doubt Gabby is listening to this, but I do have some advice to give to Gabby. And I think this would advice would go, I think a lot of people, a lot of you that watched the show last night would probably offer this advice to Gabby. She needs to talk to somebody. She really needs to build up her self-confidence because I think after what happened, and the fact that, you know, she said she felt like she had this scarlet letter on her and she felt that her sex, you know, her sex was outed on national television, which it was. She's having a really hard time. It's clear as day. And I wouldn't deal with the show psychologist for something like this. I hope she's talking to someone and dealing with her mental health and dealing with therapy back home because I think she needs it because she is really, really suffering. You couldn't, you couldn't help but feel shitty for her last night. I mean, man, that was tough to watch. And I, I just hope she's getting the help that she needs because what happened to her on this show, and again, Zach didn't try and fight it. Zach could only say what he did. Now, I wish he would have apologized to her. I don't think he did. But for him to to do that and you kind of all I mean in the women in the audience everyone felt for her how can you not and I think it's just it's bizarre that look she said the right things you know this is more than a tv show to me my sexual history is now out there because of you I just think that while Zach is at fault here Man, production was loving every second of that, and they didn't give two shits about Gabby because don't tell me production didn't play a major role in that storyline getting out. You know? Zach tells Gabby after they had sex on the overnights, this is between us. And then it did get aired. They could have chosen not to air it. They could have chosen to only deal with certain conversations that he was having with Katie after he had had sex with Gabby, but they chose to air it. So while they're sitting there and making everybody feel so sorry for Gabby, which we all should, don't go all in on Zach because production played just as big of a role in that last night as Zach did or in the overnight dates as well. This isn't all on Zach. He is at fault for sure. And look, whatever he said last night, 
Do I think it ultimately was some sort of closure for Gabby? No, I'm sure she's, this is going to stick with her and it's going to bother her for a while. And we know, remember last week she had to shut off her Instagram comments because people actually thought it was a bad thing and it was on her that they had sex in the overnight date and they were calling her names. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Gabby did nothing wrong. Zach did. But don't put it all on Zach because production played a major role in all of this. And they were loving every second of last night. And unfortunately, they didn't really care. If they cared about Gabby's well-being and they cared about Gabby's sex life being private between her and Zach, they would not have shown Zach talking to Katie about it. They wouldn't, but they don't. They don't care about you contestants. They're already on to charity season. It was good TV last night. It made everybody feel for Gabby. Gabby will absolutely 1,000% be on Bachelor in Paradise, but it was a horrible position to put her in last night. It really was, and it wasn't just Zach. It was production. So... I'm sure, you know, Zach's going to get some heat, which he absolutely deserves. He never should have told Katie about it. And we know the reason he told Katie about it was because he realized he screwed up. He was picking Katie. That's why he went and told her. If he was picking Gabby, he would never have had to tell Katie anything because it would have just been him and Gabby's secret. Their thing between them. If he's not picking Katie... And he's, only, and he's picking Gabby in the end. Why would he run and tell Katie, oh, by the way, I had sex with Gabby? He wouldn't. He knew at that time he was picking Katie. I don't care what he says. Even last night when he was asked, he said, oh, on that last night, our last chance date together, I just knew it, ha- it had to be her. But then he said, but it was always her. Okay, so which one was it? <laughs> Look, I think it's very obvious the guy on his second one-on-one date of the season asked Katie to spend the night with him. It was Katie all along. He knew it was Katie. I'm sure he had some very deep, passionate feelings for Gabby. I'm not saying he didn't like her. I'm not saying he wasn't falling for her. I'm just saying he was going to pick Katie. And that is the reason that he ran to her and told her about the sex with Gabby. Because he realized he had fucked up and he didn't want to start a relationship with secrets or lies like he told everybody. Well, if, you, if your relationship's going to be with Gabby, there are no secrets and lies. But if it was going to be with Katie, which he knew it was going to be, if he doesn't tell Katie about Gabby, then he's starting his relationship with Katie under a lie or a secret or a lie by omission by not telling her anything. So... um. Really tough to watch that last night. I have all the respect in the world for Gabby um, getting up on stage and having to deal with that. I feel so awful for her that she has to deal with shitty-ass toxic bachelor nation that got on her case last week and somehow made it her fault that Zach broke his vow. Please. You people are disgusting if you're blaming her. That's so stupid. It's two consenting adults. She said it jokingly. If you honestly think that she seduced him and it was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I break his. No, it wasn't anything like that. You heard what she said. 
It was fun and games. So you can tell Gabby's not in good headspace right now. I hope she's talking to somebody. I really do. I think all of you probably think the same thing because she is not doing well. She was not very uncomfortable up there. Production makes her talk to Zach, makes her talk about it all over again. That's why she even said last night, sitting there watching it was making it worse. It was worse than having to go through it because now she's going through it again and all of America knows. And she didn't want to say it, but you knew she was alluding to the fact that, yeah, I had to shut off my comments last week because I'm getting blamed for this. I'm getting blamed for what Zach did. It was just, it was bad all around. I, I just... But just do not forget, production plays a major role in this. And while it made it seem like it was all on Zach, that was production at its finest. Doing what they do to get the maximum drama that they could. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't like it. And I hope they take some more shit for it. And it'll be interesting. I know you want to probably listen to Bachelor Happy Hour and clickbait and, you know, the unsufferable narcissistic windbag in his podcast. Be really curious to see how they handle how Gabby was treated last night by production. Because production did that. And production played a major role in that. And let's see if the Bachelor-sponsored podcasts actually call them out for it or if they're just going to pile on Zach and make it all about Zach. Let me guess. They're not going to touch production. Shocker. But just know they played a role, a major role. So not a lot to uh, you know else to go over. I mean, obviously, uh, Zach and Katie, happy couple, Zach's going to move in with her this summer. They will be on GMA. Um, by the time you listen to this, probably already we're on. They're going to be on the morning show uh, with, uh, with Kelly and Ryan. Uh, Kelly and Ryan. Um, and then that's when he, That's why he said he was going to New York. For, they were going to go to New York for a little bit. That's to do media. Then go back. He's going to get all his stuff, go to Austin, move in, and, and move in together. And, you know, we'll see. I think they have, just like I say about every couple, it doesn't start until – the cameras stop rolling, your relationship doesn't start. But one thing that I have always said is starting long distance is making it damn near impossible for these couples to work out. These two live both live in Austin. So no one's having to make a giant move and move for the other person. They're both Austinites, whatever you want to call them. So I think that's a very, very good start for them. Does it mean they're going to be married for 50 years? No, it doesn't. But I think they are off to a better start already than pretty much every other couple that comes off the show where someone has to move eventually for the other one for it to work. And that's a big deal in your mid-20s, usually, mid to late 20s, to move for someone that you just met on a TV show that you barely know and hung out with for six to eight weeks. You know, It's a big deal. So we'll see, ultimately, if they end up making it. I wish them the best of luck. You know, Zach took a lot of heat this year. He made some mistakes. He absolutely regretted them. He admitted it. 
He absolutely would probably change things if he could. He can't. He can only do so much at this point. But we have a final couple, Zach and Katie. Let's see if they, you know, let's follow their journey, see if they work out. Don't curse them. Don't send stuff his way. Don't call him names. You know, he can only do what he can do at this point. We will not see the last of Gabby. I can guarantee you that. As bad of a place, headspace that she's in right now, I'm for sure thinking she will be back on the beach in a few months filming Bachelor in Paradise. I just don't see any way that she is not on that show. People are going to want to see her. She's going to want to possibly find that person. Personally, if it were me and I was giving advice, I'd say you don't want to find your person in Bachelor Nation, but you know, I don't expect anybody to listen to me when it comes to that. Um, I'd rather not have her deal with the D-bags that are in Bachelor Nation, the amount of negative stuff I'm already hearing about Charity's men, you know, just the same old, same old. You know, obviously I'm not going to name names and anything like that, but it's no different than any other season. Uh, there's negative stories about uh, quite a few of these guys already. So, um, you know, I don't know if any of those guys are going to be the ones that are interested in Gabby in, in the summertime. Who knows? But I, you know. My my advice has always been, look, to, to any woman in this franchise, look, you have other options out there outside of this show. I understand that this is a fraternity and you like to do the thing and you like to be a, a power couple, quote unquote, but you're going to find more heartache, da heartache dating guys from this franchise than you are dating guys outside the franchise. They just are. And I've, I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've heard it. I've seen pictures. I've seen videos. I've seen screenshots. And they continue to still date within the franchise. So that's why I said I'm pretty much out of that business now. But that's my always my always been my advice. And um, they don't listen. So let them let them do what they do. And uh, we'll we'll all just move on. We'll watch Paradise this summer. Maybe Gabby ends up with a good guy. I don't know. Find it hard to believe, but she might. We'll see. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. My column will be up in a couple hours. And uh, get your reader emails in. This will be the last reader email until the week of January 26th, which is when charity season starts airing. So it's going to be another three months before we get more reader emails in. So get those in today, steve at realitysteve.com thoughts on last night and everything that went down and uh thank you all for listening really appreciate it rate subscribe and review in apple podcasts and i will be back tomorrow with yet another daily roundup thank you all for listening and i will talk to you tomorrow see you